0: Welcome to the Ordinary Doula Podcast with Angie Rosier, hosted by Birth Learning, where we help prepare folks for labor and birth with expertise coming from 20 years of experience in a busy doula practice, helping thousands of people prepare for labor, providing essential knowledge and tools for positive and empowering birth experiences. Hello, this is Angie Rozier. I'm your host for the Ordinary Doula podcast, which is sponsored by Birth Learning. Thanks for being here today. At this time of year, um, I want to share a story that is very meaningful to me. And this story, I'll just forewarn you, has um, some really bitter and some really sweet parts. It's a bittersweet story from my career I think many duas have these stories of tragedy and triumph and um, loss and gain and um, so I'm gonna share a story that's near and dear to my heart so this story occurred about a year ago there's different parts to this story as you'll discover and so it's really got me thinking about that right now um, being that we're between Christmas and New Year's so last year I had a client um, it was actually a I was working out with a co it wasn't even my primary client but um, it was due in February and in December on December 21st it was discovered that her blood pressure was too high to remain pregnant any longer so they induced labor and it was gonna be you know as many times when we're inducing a 34 week you know pregnancy it's a long slow process so The doula I was working on with this called me. She was out of town over the holidays, and she was in Florida. She called me up and said, oh my gosh, this client, I guess, wasn't on my radar. I was not planning for this, not prepared for this, but she is going to be induced and probably have her baby before I get back into town. Can you meet up with her? So it was kind of early for that. I hadn't met her yet, and the prenatal preparation was not complete, but I happened to be doing a lactation internship at the hospital she was going to be induced at. So I was there frequently and I said, yep, no problem. I will go and meet with her. And so after one of my lactation shifts, I went up to the labor and delivery floor, met with this client, amazing woman. Such, I just, I fell in love with her immediately. We spent a couple hours together and did some pre, you know, we quickly (laughs) caught up on our prenatal preparation so that I could best serve her got to meet her and her partner and um, kind of helped to start navigating help them navigate this process of wow things have just shifted um, we're now having a baby it's just before Christmas and you know this baby's gonna be going to the NICU and how do we go about doing this induction in a nice slow gentle manner and um, we kept in touch and this induction started on a Wednesday Wednesday evening, she had her baby on a Saturday morning. Sometimes inductions are like that. So, the team, her team was very patient with her. They did Cervidil, um, they did Side Attack for a long time, just, you know, cautiously. We talked about a Foley bulb um, just to kind of coax her body into labor. And I visited her again the next day after my lactation shift. And finally, Saturday morning, they were ready. Things were kind of rocking and rolling. We kind of hit our stride finally That te- because the team was so patient. Her body kind of took off and so I said Saturday morning, okay, we're ready for you. You know, um, we're ready for that in-person continuous labor support. Although we'd visited a few times and texted many times over the three days. So I joined them Saturday morning. This was Christmas Eve and it, pretty remarkable once I got there. Um, or shortly after I got there, we, you know, we had a great nurse that we were, who was a great advocate, and she understood what was important to this client and helped her with that. Some docs came in throughout the process, and you know, we had good conversations with them, and we're getting as prepared as possible for what to expect when this baby was born. And then, quite suddenly, at nine, a doc came in um, to check in, and he found she was. 10 centimeters babies at a plus two and mind you this is gonna be a pretty small baby at 34 weeks pushing began and quite quickly the baby was here and it it all just went kind of fast at the end and was pretty joyous and this 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 client is a very joyous person um, and it's pretty remarkable to have her meet her baby she got tiny little bit of skin-to-skin before the baby had to go to NICU as was expected and we pretty quickly shifted to lactation support, um, because that was going to be very important to get this baby um, colostrum while I was in the NICU, and breast milk while I was in the NICU, and the mom is very, very devoted and dedicated to that. So we started hand expressing and got a pumping routine going, got a hospital pump, and so she could take her baby, um, her colostrum and breast milk. She was discharged from the hospital standard you know a couple days later and was going of course constantly um every day you know recovering from childbirth and going to the NICU to visit her little baby little girl and we kept in close contact we visited still when i would do lactation visits i would meet her at the hospital for like we fit a flange size and talked about milk production this hospital had donor milk she was using donor milk while her milk came in and again, she was just wonderful to be with. I remember meeting with her in the hall, her and her partner. And um, her partner's the sweetest man, very kind and quiet, supportive, um, wonderful, wonderful human being. And so we'd meet in the hall, and she has this awesome, larger-than-life personality. And it was just, you know, in, in, in this time in her life, it was so wonderful to everyone that she brushed, you know, shoulders with in the hallway at the hospital and in the NICU, and just a wonderful person. It was fun to spend that time with her in the hospital. So we kept in contact. We were There was a lot of texting almost daily and some visits about, you know, getting this baby breast milk. And there, here's where the story turns bitter. Um, and I was shocked and devastated. And I only had a very small role in this story um, as an observer, you know. And I had been texting her on Sunday it was now New Year's Day so this baby's eight days old we're texting about breastfeeding um, and then I got a message a couple hours later that this woman had died she was in the NICU visiting her baby had a pulmonary embolism collapsed right there in the NICU um, and they worked on her for a long time to try to revive her and were unable to so absolute shock Um, for all involved devastating that's the very sad sad part of this story so now we have this father who a lot has happened right he was supposed to have a baby in February Had a baby on Christmas Eve um, and everything that that entails and now quite suddenly his wife died Um, something that haunts me I had it got a text from her mostly about breast milk and pumping Um, Just a few minutes before she died and there's one line that kind of haunts me She talked about I was trying to go from the car to the elevator to go to the NICU to see my baby And I was so exhausted. I couldn't even make it and we had to get a wheelchair Because I just couldn't get in and later in talking to the nurse that was there when it happened She knew something was up, you know, and she's like you need to get some help and this sweet mom said no I want to stay here with my baby and you know, we had we know the result devastating very tragic and this this happens sometimes and she got a pulmonary embolism so a blood clot in her lungs and it took her quite quickly so this other doula and I her working with this client um, Wow so glad we had each other for support you know and it's not our place to get support from the partner of course but we were devastated in a different way than her family I'd met her mom during the delivery and um, of course her her husband as well and so we attended her funeral, which was incredible. What you know, I learned all the more what an incredible human being this woman was. Um, and and we created a, a different, a unique relationship with this dad. And um, we, we offered him postpartum support. You know, like, wow, you find yourself in this space that's not anything you planned on. He had actually moved to the state just a year earlier when they got married, they'd met and he moved away from his support system. To North Carolina to be with her you know marry and have a child and and now he's in this space doing it alone so we met with him several times he got a lot of support from his in-laws of course who were devastated and grieving in their own way and as uh, we met with him he said you know what I want to fulfill my wife's goal of providing breast milk for this baby for the first year of her life how can we do that and so it was awesome to help in that role reach out to people in the community and find breast milk for this baby who had lost her mother for the next year of her life and it was awesome the support that came we would tell his story and you know with his permission of course just a small version of his story as we sought out milk you know supply of breast milk and probably I don't know eight to twelve women we would get milk from in varying amounts i learned a lot about how much milk there is out there in the world in some freezers and some people could donate hundreds of ounces some could donate 12 ounces and it was just wonderful how um, supportive people were willing to be And so that was really touching and then we fast forward and we we met with this dad several times. He was sweet. he would take us to lunch and we would meet with him and and help him care for his baby. He came to my home a few times and um and we you know we got to meet up and become good friends in a in a different way and and what a remarkable human being he was, and what a sweet, sweet baby girl that was so fast forward to March, and I had a client. Um, reach out uh, a person reach out to me who was seeking postpartum support so I started working doing some postpartum work with a family who had um, they had a two-year-old boy and then they had twin boys so this family had their hands full and these twins this is what is a sweet part of the story to me these twins were born on New Year's Day and that was the same day that this other mother had passed so these twins were born that day. They were born prematurely at a different hospital in a nearby town. They had to spend some time in the NICU, and their mother pumped for them and got lots of milk. This was her second time breastfeeding, had had a good experience before, had plenty of supply, and with twins, had plenty more supply. And her postpartum support quickly changed also to lactation support as I discovered she was. Um, dealing with oversupply very overwhelmed not with only you know bringing twins home from the NICU pumping managing milk like this woman had uh, quite a project in her hands taking care of newborn twins a two-year-old managing her milk supply which is pretty remarkable if I don't know if you know all the numbers about milk supply and intake that babies need but she was after feeding her twins She was collecting and saving 100 ounces a day. That is phenomenal and a challenge. So that's basically enough to feed six babies so she had a freezer full of milk and our support turned to lactation and she came into our clinic um, worked with my mentor myself about how to dial her supply back which took some time and was a, a unique challenge um, quite opposite than lack of supply or low supply challenges but a challenge nonetheless so i worked with her over a period of months um to dial back her supply where she's was getting and only about an extra eight to ten ounces and so i spoke with her about the situation of my other client said if you you know feel so inclined or are willing i you know there's a place we can donate and use this milk for you know a baby who can't get it any other way and so she became a very main donor <laughs> of milk for this little baby over the next many months and the dad um i would help the dad pick up milk and deliver it to him which is tricky like getting milk from frozen keeping it frozen cold getting it somewhere else and and we lived you know about an hour away we would meet in different spots and bring coolers and find enough coolers and that was kind of a unique challenge and we couldn't just let it sit in a car we had to hurry and deliver so he um would go to her home and pick up milk straight from her freezer they lived a little closer to each other than i lived to either of them and they developed a fun little relationship and, and, and there's still plenty of milk um, that she has. I was in contact with her just the other day and she still has a lot of milk to be working through and what a gift to be able to share that. And on our Instagram is, we have a picture of these three little babies, the twin boys and the little girl and we share it with permission, of course, from all of the parents. Um, this little baby girl turned one just recently, a few days ago on Christmas Eve, and these two little boys. In just a few days, will turn one on New Year's Day, and I think it's a. Um, it's been interesting to see how that story has unfolded, and and see the sweet parts about that, even among the tragedy that was very unexpected and difficult, difficult still, but to see the community support that came, and see what a remarkable human. Um, that amazing father is despite despite his tragedy and challenges so that's um, just a little story that I'm thinking about at this time of year and wanted to share with you and I do it of course with permission of all those involved and I hope you can take that and um, let that be a positive thing in your life that even amidst tragedy and trials and challenges that there can be things good things to look for there are those silver linings of many of our situations um, no matter how difficult thank you for being here with us today on the ordinary doula podcast visit our website birthlearning.com for more and we hope to see you next time i hope you are able to feel um, those silver linings in your life that when challenges come that you can look for the things that we can pull out that can be good or lessons learned. I hope to see you here next time. This is Angie Rozier with the Ordinary Doula Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Ordinary Doula Podcast with Angie Rozier, hosted by Birth Learning. Episode credits will be in the show notes. Tune in next time as we continue to explore the many aspects of giving birth.